I'm Alex Milleris. And I'm Taisei Fu. And, you know, last week, while I was e- while I was editing the episode, I said something that was, that I was kind of, while I was editing, I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Nothing big, nothing major. It was just like, uh, I feel like there's a pretty much 100% chance they're going to start on January 13th. And as I was, I was editing, I was like, hmm, that seems like a pretty stupid thing for me to say. But as it turns out, I was correct. Because everything is more or less finalized now. All the concrete dates that we love talking about. December 31st, training camp opens for the seven non-bubble teams. January 3rd, it opens for everyone else. Season starting January 13th. Still some logistical details to work out, such as where the teams are going to play seems pretty important. But pretty much everything else seems set in stone at this at this time. Yeah. And we said the NHL really needed to figure it out, like, real fast, because we knew this January 13th date was, was a target of theirs. And, yeah, looks like they all got on a call. Figured it out, figured out a bunch of dates, and here we are. So yeah, as you said, this New Year's Eve, training camp opens for those uh, non-play-in teams, and January 3rd for everyone else. So yeah, I mean, so that, that got, that's got to hurt. Like, they were they were, they were were thinking, like, a week for those seven teams that didn't make the play-in round, but now it's short to three days, and yeah, we think we talked about it last week, right? These teams haven't played with each other in, like, nine months. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see... And like maybe that'll have a consequence. These teams will be even worse than they are, which they're already the worst teams in the NHL. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if to start off the season, especially there's like a like a particularly large gap between these teams uh, and the others, just because they're bad already. And I mean they can't they can't afford to uh, not play hockey for nine months. Aside from that, yeah, uh, these teams, especially the Canadian teams, right? Because the Americans. Their governments are typically like way more lax. There's a few exceptions that I'll mention later, but they're just more lax when it comes to sports. But Canada, they've been tight when it comes to the border uh, and whether it comes to you know contact sports at all. So obviously, you know, the reason they have the Canadian division is because the Canadian government said they wouldn't allow uh, the border crossings, uh, border crossing exception for the teams. And it looks like they've held firm. So we have the Canadian division. But, you know, we don't even know if we'll, they'll be allowed to play in Canada. For example, we have... British Columbian government saying they won't allow any contact sports. Uh, so that includes, you know, the Vancouver Canucks. So, well, they won't allow them to travel in, in and out of the province and other teams as well. So, you know, we still don't know uh, if the Canadian teams will be even playing in Canada. And if they end up do playing, if they do end up playing in the United States, we might see, because we've seen these prospective tentative divisions, well, we might just see like everybody, you know, dumped into the same pot again and shuffled up. If, you know, we see the Canadian teams play in America. Yeah. Um, but first of all, I'm glad that you brought up that the seven teams that in the early start are potentially still the seven worst teams in the NHL, which is something I hadn't really thought about. And I think feel like a lot of people aren't thinking about how that might make it harder to gauge whether they're actually just bad or if they're bad because they've had so much time off. The three California teams, uh, none of them have made any major improvements. Buffalo, New Jersey are in... I think what's unanimously the hardest division in this new realignment, the East, with Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and also the Rangers, you know, have they're 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 not bad. They're not bad. And New Jersey and Buffalo are definitely a tier below them. And then there's Ottawa and Detroit, who are still terrible. They're only one of those seven teams that I think might be like, oh, maybe they have a little bit of a step more than they did last year. Is Detroit not only because it would be pretty much impossible for them to get any worse than they were last year. But they've also gotten significantly better 
on paper. They now have two NHL goalies after adding Thomas Grice to Jonathan Bernier. Uh, Troy Stetcher, of course, he did play in the bubble, and that might be a, you know at least a top-four defenseman for them. Who else did they have? Nemesnikov, he played in the bubble. Bobby Ryan didn't, but you know they, they added a bunch of pieces. So I think Detroit will definitely take some some steps compared to the other seven bubble teams. In terms of the Canucks and you know maybe not being able to play, maybe everyone will have to go to the United States. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm worried. I'm worried. I know leading into the bubble, a lot of people, we, we didn't know if, you know, if they were going to have like two COVID cases when they arrived at the bubble and they weren't going to do anything about it, then they were just going to be a total nightmare. And luckily, the NHL managed to get everyone into the bubble with no cases. And once you do that, there was pretty much, I don't know if I'll say smooth sailing, but it was easier than it otherwise would have been from that point forward. Even though leading into it, everyone was really worried. I feel like here it's the opposite effect. As we can see, after almost a year, or maybe not quite almost, about six months or so, of professional sports leagues trying to do sports, we see when you do the bubble, it works. And when you don't do the bubble, it doesn't work. And and Major League Baseball and the NFL, there are cases and cases every single week. So I feel like... The people have become desensitized to it, and there isn't as much worry, I think, from the fans' perspective in terms of talking about the NHL and having even just within, even if you were just traveling within Canada, even if these teams are just traveling within their divisions, uh, still dangerous, much more dangerous than a bubble is. And I feel like we've kind of all just accepted like, oh, well, they're just going to try it. They're going to try and see if it works this time. And I have a strong feeling that it won't. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't I don't really that, my mind didn't really process that that uh this their plan hasn't really been scrutinized by the media in terms of uh it's not exactly COVID friendly, is it? Nope. And yeah, you mentioned the sp- other sports leagues. It's been a complete disaster. Like the NFL, they haven't had to cancel any games, but they have. You're right. They have. Well, COVID they've decided cases, not to cancel any games. Well, exactly, but because they have COVID cases, and basically every single day. We've seen outbreaks of 20 cases on a team. And, you know, you're talking about seeing basically a fucking minor league team uh, play in the NFL. And, you will you'll, you know, odds are because the vaccine is yet to be, uh, you know, completely distributed. And it seems like the NHL will be unable to, for at least for, at least for now, to jump to the front of the line. That uh, you're, you're, not, you're going to be one of the last people to get the vaccine. Uh, and so, you know, you're still living in a world where you're vulnerable to COVID. And as we've seen, you know, these professional sports leagues, you're traveling anywhere. You're in a plane for hours at a time. You know, you're all, you're basically living together. You know, you practice, you work and all that. And it's contact sports for crying out loud. Uh, you're going to see these COVID cases pop up, especially if you're not in that bubble, right? These people are still going to go out, uh, into the public. Hopefully they're careful, but still that doesn't completely mitigate the risk. So yeah, absolutely. Something that. I think hasn't been talked about enough, uh, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in the news and all that is, yeah, they're going, uh, they're fucking winging it in terms of COVID kind of, they're just saying, okay, fuck it. Uh, we have these divisions and we're just going to travel among them. And if there's a COVID case, well, uh, do we even have any, like they, they, they've inserted some schedule flexibility in there, some dates where they can switch around some stuff. But aside from that, have they really implemented, have we heard of any sort of COVID protocol? Uh, I'm sure they have at least some sort of plan. Understandable if it's if it's you know not the kind of thing you want to publish. I kind of understand, but am, am I correct in? I feel like I remember seeing Gary Bettman was talking to Dr. Fauci 
on a pretty consistent basis. And Dr. Fauci has said multiple times that if you want to do sports, do it in a bubble. And Gary Bettman's like, all right, okay, thanks for your input, uh, Dr. Fauci, but we're going to ignore that. And like, okay, I understand it because the players all pretty much seem to say, we don't want to go into the bubble again. And you, you don't want to force them to go into the bubble again if they don't want to, if they don't want to. But it would appear that the better alternative would be to just wait. And I know everyone hates that idea so much. Just hates the idea of, all right, no hockey then if we're not going into the bubble. Or you know what? You know what they could have done? You know what they could have done? If the players would have agreed to go into the bubble for like one month, have like a, a 10 game regular season and a four team playoff and have a, an extremely brief, a brief season where you award a Stanley Cup champion after like, I don't know, 20 games. There, that could have been the, the perfect compromise, but, but alas, they're going to be running around North America trying not to get sick for from January to, to July. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, like, you can have all the plans you like, right? Like, the NFL, the, they say that they have a, a solid COVID plan, right? And they still maintain that they do, right? To the In the public face, in the public eye, but it's obvious that, you know, it's all uh, a bunch of baloney. And really... Unless you're willing to, you know, cancel games and all that. And I don't think the NHL is either. The NFL certainly hasn't been. I don't, I don't place that kind of trust in the NHL. Well, you're you're probably going to end up running around like a bunch of chickens with their head cut off. Right? Uh, and quarantining left and right. Because that's the thing. Like this disease, honestly, it's worse than ever right now. Obviously, the vaccine's on the up and up. But still not widely distributed, obviously. And... Like everywhere, it's it's worse than it has ever been. Even during that first wave, it's worse now. There are more cases. It's it's freaking everywhere, people. And you know, to start a season in less than a month, where everybody's traveling everywhere, I mean, these are not small distances, right? I understand that you know they're localized, like they're supposed to, supposedly localized, but we're talking about some fucking long distance travel here, hours in a plane, and you're moving from city to city. And you're going out in each of these cities, right? It's not a bubble. So it just, yeah, you look at it at face value. It doesn't really make any sense, frankly, because it just, it, it, it kind of looks reckless. Like, I know they really want to get the season going. Uh, and, you know, frankly, it's just, it's a thing that uh, a lot of billionaires have been doing, right? With their workers, uh, frankly, they've been a bit reckless. Not a bit reckless, very reckless. Because, yeah, they just want to make their money back. That's what it is at the end of the day. I don't remember what company it was. Uh, I don't think it was Amazon or Walmart, but something. If, if it were, I wouldn't be surprised that a bunch of uh, like you know uh, CEOs or whatever kind of head office people. I don't know all the terms. Were like placing bets on how many of the factory workers would get COVID in the coming months or something. Like treating it like a game. Like you can't even hide anymore that you really don't care who gets sick and who dies among your employees. It's pretty disgusting. But anyway, uh, some taxi squad details we were just talking about. We didn't have much of that. Just came out. Cat Friendly tweeted a, a, a bulleted list of some pieces of information. So from what I understand, uh, we're going to have like the normal roster size of like you can carry up to 20. Why, why am I blanking on the number? It's like 2 plus 7 is 9. Plus 14 is 23. 23. Okay. You can normally have up to 23 players on your roster. And now you're going to be able to have extra players with you uh, due to the fact that, you know, you you don't want to have uh, like to call people up from all around the world. And also that there might not even be an AHL. So 
On the taxi squad, you'll be able to have uh, anywhere between four and six players on it. Uh, waivers are required to, you know, send players to the taxi squad as if it were the AHL. Uh, recalls for NHL games must occur before 5 p.m. Eastern time, which excludes goalies. Uh, yeah, the rest is all pretty much boring information. A taxi squad dissolves when the season ends. Taxi squad members can practice with the NHL team and travel with the team. But it says, this is this part's weird. It says they can travel with the team, but it's not required. That seems kind of strange. Uh, you would think the taxis, the whole point would be that they stick around with the team. Uh, and well, effect on teams cap hit is the equivalent if the player were in the minors. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, if the owner is feeling particularly cautious, well, you just don't have them travel with the team. Maybe you travel them with them apart. If you're talking about a like a, a, code, a COVID emergency kind of thing, right? If there's an outbreak within the team, uh, you would want you would want theoretically to have the taxi squad isolated, right? So that yeah, you can kind of insert them in the lineup. So I guess in that sense, it kind of makes sense. And this this whole taxi squad squad thing, it's basically the AHL, but without the games because you know who knows what's happening with the AHL. We want to minimize travel with all that, and so it's kind of like an AHL practice squad. You know, it's carry around. It seems like the cap hit and everything is all the same as if they were actually in the AHL. And so yeah, it, it checks out. I mean, it's awfully similar to the NFL. They have uh, an extended practice squad now, and it seems to be very similar, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I think it was a logical conclu- conclusion. I think we saw this coming, uh, the terms, because, yeah, makes sense, uh, a taxi squad. Um, so the other big concrete dates that we have are, well, they know the draft is going to be July 23rd and 24th. Uh, two days after the Seattle expansion draft, which is scheduled for July 21st, a week before free agency on July 28th. So that is more or less shifted about a month later than it would be in a normal year. All the all the action that was in October this uh, couple months ago is going to be in July 2021. And the regular season apparently is supposed to end on May 8th. May 8th, yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, the lockout shortened... 48 game season in 2013 the season ended like late april so i think we're probably gonna see the playoffs end around july 4th 5th 6th yeah and i mean yeah you said it by the end of the the season by the time we get to the free agent frenzy it's offset by a month so it looks like the nhl is gearing up to basically get back on track by next season right and start in october and all that uh, and yeah, it looks like the season is just going to be pushed back a month or because of the 56 game schedule, which is the number they're targeting. And yeah, we'll see a Stanley Cup in July, uh, early July, maybe even the end of June. Uh, looks like we have a date for you. You said it, the Seattle expansion draft. Well, that's pretty exciting. Uh, seven months time, basically seven months and a day from today. And so, yeah, uh, we've got a date. We've got a date and I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. The Seattle one, that's, that's the big, that's the big, uh, I think it's the highlight of all the days that came out. It's, uh, it's definitely the expansion draft for me. Yeah, we can only hope that Ron Francis is a big Joel Edmondson fan. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of or a Jake Allen fan. Or a Josh Anderson fan. I think, I think Jake Allen is probably the most likely, uh, I think the Athletic did a mock Seattle draft, which pretty much, I don't even look at those or try them out until probably after the trade deadline I will, because we have no idea who, who's going to be on what team. But I, I, it appears that Jake Allen is a pretty big possibility at this point. 
considering that he is after this season now on a pretty good new two-year contract, which is very manageable, and he has starting goalie experience. So I think I think that's going to be pretty attractive for the Seattle team, definitely more so than Joel Edmondson. But uh, but alas, hey, if we're talking yeah. like this much in advance. If they do pick Jake Allen, I'm pretty damn happy with that. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not bad at all. It's Hopefully, Caden Primo will be ready to be the backup by then, which is pretty much what we had been kind of hoping for slash expecting at that point. Anyway, uh, the divisions are officially out now as well. Uh, pretty much what we'd been talking about. Dallas is indeed in the central division and St. Louis and Minnesota are both in the West with Pittsburgh in that Eastern with Philadelphia, Washington, all of them. And, uh, Carolina's in the central as well. And the Canadian division is technically officially called the North division. So even though I think like Minnesota's more Northern than Toronto, but whatever, whatever we they've been, this is actually compared to the other geographically named teams they've had. North is quite accurate in terms of the Canadian teams. Uh, so the world juniors, um, if we want to slide over to that, it's still kind of quite pertinent to the COVID cases because eight players on team Germany tested positive as reported yesterday, which is a total disaster. And if they were going by the rules, I think they had set about a month ago, they should all eight of them now be disqualified from the tournament because Today is December 20th, which is after November 29th, and several other players, including William Wallander, Alvin Gruva, Lucas Reichel, several more, and a bunch of Swedish coaches have all been disqualified from coming into the bubble since they tested positive. And now we're in the bubble, and eight German players just tested positive for COVID. I don't know if they spread it to anyone else on other teams. It seems like very possible that they would have. And now they're not kicked out of the tournament. I don't know why. They're just uh, ignoring their own protocol. They're quarantining for five days. For five days, they tested yesterday until Christmas Eve. Now they have to quarantine, and which is two days before their first game. And they're—I don't know what they're hoping for, but it seems like a pretty good chance Germany's going to end up having to forfeit the tournament, which sucks. If that did happen, I think even just getting one team out, getting it down to a nine-team tournament. You would have to readjust the format somehow because otherwise you just have four teams playing a round robin against each other where all of them get into the knockout stages. I mean, it would be it would be the most logistically simple, but it doesn't seem fair necessarily. Obviously, I don't think anyone's really focused on that right now, but it's just all right. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So uh, what we see here, folks, is a complete and utter clown show uh, from everybody involved, whether it's. Uh, you know, the IHF for this, uh, you know, for keeping it going. And, you know, do I blame Team Germany? Not really, because the disease is everywhere. But, you know, clearly they weren't careful enough because eight cases means there was an outbreak, means the COVID protocols that you had placed within your team simply were not adequate enough and there was team spread. And so, yeah, like uh, supposedly, right, we look at those rules, they're supposed to be disqualified, but... Obviously, the case here is uh, the IHF doesn't want to kick them out. So they're like, you know what? We'll make an exception for you eight players with COVID. And, you know, five-day quarantine. First of all, very convenient that it's five days, right? You put the you, you, That quarantine ends right before the fucking tournament starts. But also, that seems awfully short, doesn't it? Um, your typical yeah. quarantine for someone with COVID is uh, two weeks. And so, you know, we don't even know, like, uh, will they still have COVID? Like from five days from now, 
four days from now? I mean, probably, right? We don't know. But uh, it seems likely, and five days, frankly, seems too short. And, you know, the IHF looks like a bunch of money-grubbing losers, which they are. But in this case in particular, you know, it's like, okay, beforehand, months in adv- a month in advance, if you have COVID, you're done. And so we're going to look like we're a bunch of uptight professionals. But lo and behold, as uh, they enter the bubble, the clown show proceeds, and uh, you have eight cases, and they're all staying in the bubble, quarantining for all five, only five days. It seems completely preposterous, completely absurd. And not only that, they're not the only cases in the bubble, right? Two members of the Swedish coaching staff also just tested uh, positive. Or, yeah, the coaching staff tested positive for COVID. We, we talked about last week they, they had some COVID problems. Well, they've still injured. I think the coaches tested positive just yesterday. And so, yeah, I mean, fuck, we've talked about how bubbles work. But, you know, that implies that your bubble initially uh, has some sort of integrity to it. Clearly, that is not the case here with the uh, World Juniors. And it really just seems like, you know, some bad luck, but also quite a bit of recklessness and mismanagement uh, with everybody involved. Because, uh, yeah, the protocol should work if you actually follow them and if they're adequate protocols to begin with. Yeah, uh, well, the bubble works if everyone gets in there safely, which didn't happen here. So this looks like it's going to, there's a pretty good chance it'll it'll circle out into even more of a disaster. And add this to it uh, from, from Chris Peters. Actually, it was actually two days ago that this was reported that eight players on Team Germany tested positive. Uh, Germany shared a flight with Team Switzerland on the way over here. Sweden was with Finland and Russia. So they're really spreading the love around to all you know, those European teams. Huh. Uh, not, yeah, not really helping the cause. Uh, it's surprising that eight German players tested positive and no Swiss players, unless they were really segregated from each other on the flight, which I suppose is possible. But I wouldn't be surprised if even within the next couple hours, we start to see positive cases popping up on Switzerland, on uh, Team Finland and Russia, because they, they, were, they were on the same plane. They were on the same plane. It, that, that's not very good optics at all. And it's even worse for health. It's, it's a, a clown show. It's a total disaster. Yeah. And, and if I do need to remind everybody, this disease has an incubation period where the tests, they're just not able to, de- to, de- to detect COVID, but you still have it. And, you know, the, the number one evidence I have for that is, you know, I point to the NFL again. I point to the different outbreaks they've had. You've had the Baltimore Ravens. You've had the Tennessee Titans. Both have major outbreaks. And the thing is, right, once they had the first case, they shut down. Everybody's quarantining. And for day after day after day after day, you still have positive cases, even though these players are all quarantining. But despite the fact that they're tested every single day, which means that there are neg- these players who have COVID are giving negative tests for a bunch of days. Like these outbreaks lasted like 10 days. So for 10 days in a row, they're giving these negative tests out. And then on the 10th day, bam, they have COVID. And they didn't catch it during that quarantine period. They caught it before. And so, you know, you really do have to wait uh, like 10-ish days because uh, there's an incubation period, people. And, you know, a negative test doesn't mean that you have COVID. It just means that, you know, the, the test can't detect that you have COVID. And so, yeah, it hasn't been 10 days since they've taken that flight. And so, you know, who knows? We're talking about eight players on the German team who had COVID. You're telling me there were no close contacts uh, on that plane with the Swiss team? Uh, between those eight players, hell, between even the other German players, right? You're, you know, how do we even know that it's limited to eight? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more cases on the German team. If we saw cases on the other European teams that were on that flight with, you know, Sweden and Germany. 
So, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much, uh, you know, credence into the fact that there are, it's, it's limited to, you know, only, and I put only in some big time quotation marks, 10 cases right now, because there's, I would say a pretty strong likelihood that the number grows just because, yeah, the, just the, the way this disease works, there's an incubation period where the test simply can't detect it, but you've already been infected. If that does happen in the next couple of days that we get a bunch more tests from numerous teams, I don't think the IHF is going to cancel the tournament uh, just because it doesn't seem like something they would do. I think what they would much rather do is postpone the tournament for two weeks. Uh, I don't know if they could pull that off. I don't know if you know the NHL, which is now starting January 13th, would be like, you can't do that, that they would just have everyone quarantine in Edmonton for two weeks and then get started on like the 6th of January or something like that. That seems like something they would strongly consider and strongly try to to get into place somehow. I hope it doesn't come to that. Of course, the pre-tournament games were actually supposed to start today, which I was looking forward to. Uh, makes sense that they got canceled today's and tomorrow's. So now instead of two, every team is getting one pre-tournament game. Um, I, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. I got to check something now. Um, if Team Germany, what was their, all right, I'm checking TSN now to see what was their broadcast schedule for the World Juniors, because uh, I think they're showing most games. Um, Team Germany was, yeah, okay. I guess, I don't know if they're still meant to be playing a game. I assume no, but then, then there's, wait, okay, so Finland versus USA on the 22nd is still on. Switzerland, Austria on the 22nd, Canada, Russia on the 23rd, and Czech Republic, Slovakia on the 23rd. So that leaves out Sweden and Germany, who are not scheduled for a pre-tournament game, it looks like. So that does make sense that those are the two teams, considering you know those coaching cases on Team Sweden and the other eight cases on Team Germany. So I guess they'll be pulling a, a, an NHL next season and trying to jump straight into action without any exhibition games. Yeah, so uh, that could be, uh, you know, w- w- how much do these exhibition games help? I'm sure they help somewhat, right? You're getting a preview of, uh, I know it's not, you know, the full-blown intensity, but definitely in terms of level of competition. So, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, a team that, one team that's, you know, hopefully contending for a title in Sweden, another one that's just trying to re- avoid relegation this year with Germany. Uh, you were talking about potential setback there, uh, but... You know, frankly, that's not the priority right now, right? It's uh, it's the health of the people, and so, you know, it's uh, yeah, we we'll see how this thing progresses, but we've we've uh, emphasized the importance of with the bubble, everybody has to enter healthy. Clearly, clearly, the IIHF has completely failed in that regard, uh, and so uh, yeah, we're you looking even at get some separate planes for each team. Come on. Yeah, you You're not even having any other tournaments this year. Yeah, not even that. These are teams from different countries. You tell me, you know, like, okay. It's, just, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, and it, clearly they weren't taking this seriously enough. Uh, and this is the result. This is it. You're eating your con- You're eating your shit right now. You're, you're lying in the bed that you've made. Uh, because, eh, uh, there's really, you can't You can't just uh, blame COVID here. You can't say, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's the disease's fault. Because, yeah, it is the disease's fault. But also, you screwed up. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, hopefully we... Uh, I don't know what they're going to do at this point because we still have to see if there are additional cases. 
maybe this is all over within a week. Maybe it's just limited to these 10 and the bubble is intact. We just don't know. Uh, and yeah, Jeff doesn't know. And so who knows? Who knows what we'll see? Yeah, maybe. And if you're an NHL team with, uh, I think Kirby Doc is the big name for Canada. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Team captain. The, right? Yeah, exactly. Team captain. And, you know, Chicago initially expects him to be gone for, you know, at most until the final. And I don't know exactly what date that was planned for. The fifth. But, you know, yeah, the fifth, right? And by that point, by the fifth, the NHL season hasn't even started, right? And so theoretically, you could have brought him quickly back to Chicago. You have a bit of the training camp. But if you know if the tournament is pushed back, now we're talking about Kirby Doc is missing some NHL games. And when he comes back, there's no training camp at all. He just has to get up to speed and then start playing the NHL. Who knows? Like he starts late in a season that's already shortened. So, you know, is there potential? I don't even know if teams are allowed to, you know, revoke permission for these players. But since it is such a special circumstance, if the tournament gets canceled, that is a big if. Uh, I could see it happening. So that could be, yeah, it could be quite a disaster here. Uh, it yeah. already is quite a disaster, uh, but it could get much worse going forward for the IHF and the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Henrik Lundqvist is also, you know, on the receiving end of some of this COVID stuff, he didn't test positive, but he apparently has a heart condition and all the experts around him have advised him not to play in the NHL in the upcoming season. And I assume that that's probably sound advice. And Henrik Lundqvist took the advice, so he, he won't be joining the Capitals, the team he signed with. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to play in the NHL again. Uh, if at the end of this season, maybe everyone got vaccinated and, and everyone in the whole world is living in perfect harmony and Henrik Lundqvist can go play some, some hockey again. I don't know. Um, I don't even be with the Capitals. Maybe he'll sign with a, a different team. Who knows? But no Lundqvist this upcoming season. Uh, it sucks. It's too bad. But it would appear that it's the right decision for him. Yeah, and it's a heart condition too. So that's that's very serious. And do we even know if he would be able to play if this was a normal season? Right? Do we? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's had this condition a long time. It's just specifically oh. because of COVID. Uh, there's the extra extra danger. All right. Well, in that case, uh, you know, you feel you definitely feel for him uh, because, uh, yeah, he's been playing forever now and a uh, legend. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely a legitimate question. Will this guy ever play again? Uh, it remains to be seen. I mean, if he doesn't play this year and he gets the medical clearance next year, I could totally see him have the, the motivation to play, right, uh, to okay. sign with the team and go ahead. But, uh, you know. Uh, you gotta prioritize your health, uh, especially when you're near the end of the career. There, you don't wanna you don't wanna screw up everything for the rest of your life, right? Uh, you're right. in retirement and all that. He's made a whole chunk of change, uh, and yeah, you wish him all the best. You wish him, you really wish him all the best, and uh, yeah, really fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, but in good news this week, uh, some of that finally one of these pretty decent name UFAs that have been available for a long time. Oh, excuse me. Signed, Anthony Duclair, who for whatever reason didn't get a qualifying offer from the Senators, finally signed with the Florida Panthers on a bargain deal, which we were kind of expecting. Honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was even cheaper than this, what uh, what he ended up getting. $1.7 million for one year for Anthony Duclair, uh, who, what, what, how much did he score last year? Uh, yeah, like 23 goals and 17 assists for 40 points in 66 games. That's a very good pace. 
I know he's something of a defensive liability, but if you score 20 goals, you should be getting more than $1.7 million. So the Panthers got uh, another boost. I feel like every year they just sign a bunch of UFAs and then lose them the next year, but then it's okay because they sign a bunch more and never have to develop anyone. Well, 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 let me rephrase. They choose not to develop anyone and instead sign UFAs every year. Hasn't quite worked out for them yet. But you look at the Panthers, and they could uh, pull one of these things uh, that like the Avalanche did last year, except this would be less, uh, probably l- much less effective, where their entire second line is new arrivals, Patrick Hornquist, Anthony Duclair, and Alexander Wenberg. Not at all uh, out of the realm of possibility that that's the Panthers' second line heading into this season. So good for Duclair to actually get a contract. Good for the Panthers to be the, the team that bit. It's only one year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Duclair is able to really cash in next summer. Yeah, and uh, you feel for him. You feel for Duclair, right? Because the market really collapsed uh, for, you know, players like him uh, in that sort of middle class. But, uh, you know, he gets $1.7 million. Florida gets an absolute steal for a second-line player. Are you kidding me? A 20-goal scorer who can play on your second line for $1.7 million, even if it's only a year. Uh, is he... I think he's an RFA still after uh, this is contract, he? no? Uh, that's oh, what Cap Friendly seems to say. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. You're right. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, that happens with uh, some unqualified players. I, he is 25, so I think this is his last year of RFA eligibility. But, yeah, yeah, he'll be an RFA at the end. Yeah, so an even better deal for Florida, right? You can you still have his rights. And we all know that RFAs, in terms of negotiating power, severely limited. And so... Yeah, a very, very, very nice deal for Florida, and yeah, they are they add to that uh, that forward core, which is which is all right. It's all right. It's pretty mediocre, but uh, yeah. I mean, a very nice addition. I mean, this is a team that's uh, well, they're trying to make the playoffs, aren't they? Uh, do I believe they will? No. Uh, let me wait. Let me give me a second. I'm gonna try to check out that division that they're in. Uh, yeah. So they, they have. They? Okay. They have. Uh, yeah. I think Tampa is probably gonna win that division. Uh, they're also with. Carolina and Dallas, who I think are probably the two and three, not sure what, what order. And the fourth spot could go to, like, I would put either Columbus or Nashville quite squarely ahead of the Panthers. And then you have, like, Chicago and Detroit. Yeah, but realistically, you know, if you're if you're Florida, you could set as a goal, make the playoffs. Uh, you could totally realistically jump Nashville and Columbus for that fourth spot. And, uh, yeah, do I believe in them? Absolutely not. Uh, until they show me anything. Uh, we've, you know, year after year, this team is riddled with failure. Obviously, Bobrovsky, that's an albatross deal. And uh, he's terrible now. So, uh, barring uh, some sort of miraculous setback, and even then, this roster is pretty questionable. Uh, you just, uh, but it's, hey, a nice contract is a nice contract for Florida. Yep. Uh, and, you know, good for them. I like how you said, like, they should set making the playoffs as their goal. Like, like we're the Florida Panthers. Our goal is to finish sixth in the division. That would be a great success for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, you know, we're talking, like, realistic goals. Hey, for some yeah, teams, fourth in the division, not a realistic goal. But, uh, you know, if you're Florida, yeah. But, maybe, but that's maybe, like, maybe you should tell for fifth in the division. But hey, fourth in the division. At the, I think at the like yeah? at the management level, you obviously can decide like, all right, is this a playoff year for us or not? But for the players and coaches' perspective, making the playoffs is like the bare minimum goal every season that you have. Ottawa, Detroit, the, even the worst teams, their goal is to make the playoffs. So it's just funny to 
to picture like, hmm, where will we realistically end up? How about 23rd in the NHL? Maybe that's what we should aim for. Let's aim high this year. Yeah, yeah I know. I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, but I was talking more of a management perspective. But yes, yeah. the players thinking, okay, uh, no. Our goal this year, uh, us players, is to finish fifth in division. We're, we're trying just to miss the playoffs. Yeah, to just barely miss the playoffs, the last team out. Yeah. Remember a couple of years ago when the Jets were really bad and Paul Maurice was like, oh, every year our goal is to win the Stanley Cup, and if we don't do that, it's a failure. And they're sitting like 12th in the Western Conference. Ah. And it, just, it was just kind of funny to look at it, uh, to hear him saying that with the standings right next to it. Like, it, start realistic, Paul, please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, I think we've covered a lot of the news. Uh, pretty much all the news. Is there anything... Yeah, pretty much all the news. Let's see how much time we've... We're 36 minutes in. Uh, do we go for the Guess Who? We dive I think right it, in? Is, it is time for the Guess Who. Yeah, as promised, uh, Christmas is coming later this week. It's Sunday the 20th today. So we are picking the red and green team for this week's edition of Guess Who, the New Jersey Devils. And so we have our, our 25 players, as we normally do. Uh, I actually I don't have them in any alphabetical order here. I just have them by position, to be honest. And not even like centers and left wings. I have like all the forwards vaguely from worst to best, not even by any sort of metric, then defensemen, then goalies. So we have Nico Hischer, Kyle Palmieri, Nikita Gusev, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Travis Zajac, Andreas Janssen, Miles Wood, Pavel Zaka, Michael McLeod, Nick Merkley, Jesper Boquist, Deanna Quokin, and Nathan Bastian, defensemen. P.K. Subban, Damon Severson, Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Dmitry Kulikov, Connor Carrick, Ty Smith, Colton White, and three goalies. Mackenzie Blackwood, Corey Crawford, and Scott Wedgwood. So that's what we have. That's what we have this week, our 25 players. On my spreadsheet this week, I, I reversed. I'm starting to step back towards a lot of information on here from just the names. I now have number, position, as they're listed on Cap Friendly, shot, left or right, nationality, not birth country, and age. Um, oh, that's weird. Uh, on my spreadsheet, I just typed ages in like 20, 28, 27, right? But for some reason, I guess because I typically put birthdays in that column, it added the word January randomly to all of them. So it's, it's like 20 January, 28 January, and I have no idea why, but but whatever. That, that's what's on there. And I don't have anything else on there, but I think I still could use, because I have uh, a lot of these players like draft round or even some of their draft positions pretty well in my head, as well as teams they've played for in the past, so. So I feel like I'm in pretty decent shape here. All right. Well, you know, I'm on a bit of a heater here. Two straight guess who wins in a row. So uh, I've Two stuck with the old row. strategy. Two straight in a row. Damn right. Uh, we live in the redundancies here. And yes, I have my standard salary cap hit, uh, draft position. You know, I think this is birth country, although I'm not too sure. Uh, and we have position. Wait and wait. I have shooting side. Got the number, and uh, yes, we're ready to go here. Okay, all right, all right. perfect. So oh. I've got all of the players in random.org. I'm randomizing to find my player. Three, two, one, go. Do you have yours? I have mine. All right, I'll mute my incoming audio so that you can tell the audience your player in three, two, one. Okay, I've got PK Subban. Let's go. And I'm back. All right. Alright, I'm muting in three, two, one. My player is Will Butcher. Alright, I'm returning. Alright, uh, okay. Okay. So right, since back. you won last week, yet again, uh you once again have home field advantage. 
which means for the first of this best of three guess who match, I will ask the first question. And I shall begin with a staple. Is your player a forward? Oh, my player is uh, not a forward. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. All right. Okay. Uh, off to a great We're start here. We're in tough, people. All right. Let me see. I think I'm going to... I think I'm gonna hit the numbers. I hit the lottery. Uh, so, does your player have a number that is thirty-nine or less? Yes, my player does have a number that's thirty-nine or less. Okay. All right. So. All right. And uh, say goodbye to all those high number people, high rollers. All right. Go ahead. There are a lot of Canadians on this team. Uh, at least looking at the defensemen and goalies. Uh, everyone, their nationality is listed as Canada, except Butcher, Kulikov, and Carrick, which is, uh, I don't know, just interesting, thought I'd point it out. All right, so who, how about, um, was your player acquired by the Devils in a trade? All right, let me, let me hit the... Give me a second. I just need to hit the uh, cap friendly page for the Devils. All right. All right. Wow, I have something that's not in your spreadsheet stuff. already. Only my second question yeah. in is not covered on your spreadsheet. Wow. Okay. So the question was, was my player acquired by a trade? Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So my player, according to Capital Friendly, Capital was friendly. acquired by a trade. Yes. All right, so by Damon Severson, by Butcher, by Kulikov, by Ty Smith, Colton White, Blackwood, Crawford, and Wedgwood. I'm down to three players already. This is going quite well. Crazy. Um, well, uh, I'm down to uh, 13. So, you know, this is a very tight race we've got here. Uh, and so is your player a forward? I'll stick with that. No, my player is not a forward. Oh my goodness! Why didn't I just start with that? This is you. A hundred percent should have. This is a disaster on levels we've never seen before. On this, I don't think we have. Oh lord! All right. All right. I've got three players left: PK Subban, Ryan Murray, and Connor Carrick. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm not going to overthink it. Is your player Ryan Murray? My player is not Ryan Murray. Okay, that's too bad. So I guess I should that's... have overthought it a little bit more than that. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Was your player drafted by the New Jersey Devils? No, my player was not drafted by the New Jersey Ooh. Devils. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. And we're down to three, just like that. Okay, okay. I better not blow this lead. I've got two players to choose from, no. Subban and Carrick. Is your player P.K. Subban? It is P.K. Subban. Yay, all right, I got yeah. it. So now you can still nail this guess and tie the first round. Oh, no. All right, so I got three defensemen on the board right now. I got the boy Connor Carrick. I have Will Butcher. I have Ryan Murray. So who shall we go for? Uh, we got a couple fifth rounders in here, Carrick and Butcher, and we obviously have our uh, number two pick in 2012. So, uh, hmm, who do we like here? Uh Ryan Murray seems to be the exception in every single way. So uh, I'm going to go with Will Butcher. Is your player Will Butcher? Yes, my player is Will Butcher. Oh, my goodness. Wow. This is ridiculous. Uh, absolute I, snipe. I, <sighs> this is extremely frustrating. I had three players left and you had 13. 
Well, I, I had asked one more question, but still. That's fair. Uh, but yes, you've been denied of the victory. Congratulations. Uh, shout out well, to we're tied. We're tied. I'm, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. And I've, I've got a home, home field advantage for round two. So I, I better That's take fair. this one. I better win this one. All right. Yeah. So randomizing again now. Oh, boy. What a snipe. Okay. Okay. I got my, got my player. Going to mute in three, two, one. I have Nathan Bastion. And I'm back. All right. I'm muting in three, two, one. My player is Andreas Janssen. All right. I am returning now. Okay. I'm back. Okay. So go, go on ahead. Go on ahead. Ask a question. Oh, okay. All right. So, hmm, what haven't I used yet? I think I'll use the alphabet now. And I think I'll use last name. So we have 25 players. Does your player's last name... All right. Oh, no, this is terrible. Uh, okay. Does your player's last name, alphabetically, uh, Kulikov or earlier? <laughs> yes, my player's last name is alphabetically okay. Kulikov or earlier. All right. I had Quo Cannon, too. So uh, I didn't know how to split hairs there, uh, aside from just saying the name. All right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, is your player's nationality, according to Cat Friendly, Canada? Okay, I will quickly verify that. Yes, my player's nationality, according to Cat Friendly, is Canada. All right, not bad at all. Down to 12. About what right. you'd expect. That's nice. Um, hmm. Now is the time for the forward question. Uh, how many do we have? We have? First of all, we have how many players? Uh, give me a second, please. All right, we have 12 players left. And, hmm, yeah, I'm going to go with draft again. Is it, Was your player drafted by the Devils? It worked out for me last time. No, my player was not drafted by the Devils. All right. We have a lot of, they have a lot of Devils picks on this team, eh? Don't they? Don't yeah, know. yeah, they kind of do. Which does make sense, seeing as they are the Devils. But uh, So how many players do you have now? I have six. All right, uh, I'm going to match you note for note and split my 12 in half uh, and tie you whichever way you answer. Does your player shoot left? Let's see. My Shoot or player... catch left. Okay. My player does not shoot or catch left. All right, so we've got a bunch of right shooters now left, and we've each got six players really, really going neck and neck here. So many defensemen. Uh, so I'm going to pay it. Is your player a defenseman? No, my player is not a defenseman. Ooh, we got a forward or a goalie. Might be Corey Crawford. Be wild. All right. Down to All right, three. How many, how many players do you have now? Oh, you, you got three? All right. I got three, All right. yep. Here we go. Um, I'm going to ask. Um, hmm, what should I go with here? What should, I'm trying to decide... Uh, if I want to continue matching you and get it down to three as well, if I want to try to take a bit of a risk and get it down to two. Um, but I think I won't do that. And I'm going to go with, uh, does is, is your player's number 40 or lower? My player's number is not 40 or lower. All right. So we so are left now with one or higher. 
with three players. Number 41, Michael McLeod. Number 42, Nathan Bashton. And number 76, P.K. Subban, who would be a repeat for you. All right. Okay, I got three dudes. I got Corey Crawford. So I got a couple new dudes. Corey Crawford and Andres Janssen. And I have uh, Nikita Gusev. And I'm liking Nikita Gusev right now. Uh, so uh, is your player Nikita Gusev? My player is not Nikita Gusev. Oh, no. That's terrible. Okay. All right. Is you your player Michael McLeod? Here. My player is not Michael McLeod. Disaster. Okay. Disaster right. strike. My guessing has really yeah, been off these past couple of weeks. No, I don't know why. It really has. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been pretty clutch. And uh, you've been the opposite of that. You've been pretty yeah. choky. I've just, I've just been choking every, left and right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got Crawford and Janssen. And you know what? I don't like the goalie. I never like to pick the goalies. So if it is a goalie, shame on me. Is your player Andreas Janssen? Yes, my player is Andreas Janssen. Ooh. Okay. Relief. Washes over me. And now right. you've got to secure this 50-50 bag here. All right, so if I get this wrong, no matter what happens, I'm going to feel terribly because I have Nathan Bastion and P.K. Subban. And of course, I don't want to guess P.K. Subban again because the odds are very small that you would get the same player twice in a row. Whereas if it is P.K. Subban once again, then I'm going to feel extremely stupid for being like, oh, the odds were so small because really looking at it, the odds are the same that it's either Nathan Bastion or P.K. Subban. So no matter who I guess... If I'm wrong, I'm going to feel incredibly stupid. Uh, so, so I have no idea what to do. So, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get Subban twice in a row. Is your player Nathan Bastion? It is Nathan Bastion. All uh, right, thank fuck. All right, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we've tied once no. again. So I don't think that's happened that we tied both round one and round two. So it's really coming down to coming down to the end here. No. And it's actually been a while since we've had a full-on tie. Uh, So looking very possible here, to be honest. All right. Randomizing. Randomize again. One last time. Okay, go my player. Do you have your player? Okay. I have my player. Okay, I'm muting in three, two, one. Connor Carrick. There we go. And I'm back. All right, I'm muting in three, two, one. My player is Dmitry Kulikov. All right, coming back now. Okay. All right. So, uh, I guess first this time. Uh, let's go with another good old number question. Why don't we? Ooh. Does your player have a number that is 30 or less? Yes, they do. All right, that is very sweet and awesome because I am down to 11 players immediately. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Does your player's first name... uh, Hmm. Mackenzie or earlier in the alphabet? (laughs) Yes, my player's first name is Mackenzie or earlier in the alphabet. Okay, that's good. That gets me down to 12, so I'm only one behind. All right, okay, okay. This is looking interesting. This is look, looking interesting here. Um, hmm, do I want to go with another alphabet question or not? Uh, probably not. You know, I'll go with an age question. I'll go with an age question. I have this age column. I might as well use it. Is your... Wait a second. Wow, okay. Why is... 
all these ages because Travis Zajac is now listed as three because there's no 35th of, of, of February. So it was like, oh, you probably meant three, but he's actually 35. All right, whatever. Uh, I hope all these numbers are still right, and I imagine they are. I'm just checking them over a second to make sure nothing seems incredibly out of place. Uh, okay, it all looks good. So is your player 24 or younger as of yesterday when I made this? I hope no one's birthday is today. Uh, no, my player's not 24 or younger. All right, so that would imply they're 25 or older. So goodbye to all you young guns. We've got six players left. I'll try to match that, I guess. Uh, is your player a forward? No, my player's not a forward. Oh, I should have started with that. Goddamn. Always, always should have. Oh, okay. Regret. Uh, I'll ask you the same question. Is your player a forward? My player's not a forward. I should have started with that. Yeah. Big time regret. Right. Big time regret. Okay. All right. I'm really... Ooh. Okay. All right. I was going to go in New Jersey again. But this time around, I'm feeling something different. Ah, you know what? I like the New Jersey question. What's your, uh, do I though? Do I really like the New Jersey question? I do. Yes, I do. Uh, was your player drafted by New Jersey? No, my player was not drafted by New Jersey. Ooh, okay. I'm down to three. All right. I am also down to three. We are incredibly tight once again. Uh, oh, no, and... it's down to the guessing game. Here we go. Yeah, it's down to the guessing game. Which I guess the whole game is a guessing game, but uh, but we we understand what we mean. Um, so you have home advantage in this match. So if I get it right here, you still have a chance to match and make the final tie. My last three players: we got Connor Carrick, Damon Severson, and Ryan Murray. Bunch of defensemen. Uh, is your player? Sorry, say those, say those name again. Connor Carrick, Damon Severson, Ryan Murray. And now that you asked me to repeat all those names, I'm kind of worried that I accidentally got rid of your player at one point. Uh, but if I, you know, it's too late. It's too late to turn back. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to guess. <laughs> is your player Connor Carrick? My player is Connor Carrick. Yes, all finally. Right. Finally out wow. of the slump. You know, you know, okay. you know what? I, all right, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I was going to guess Severson until you asked me to repeat the player's names. And I was like, well, I'm pretty oh, no. sure I said Severson clearly. So maybe I just mumbled Carrick a bit, and that's what threw him off. So uh, so you kind of helped me out a little bit there. Wow. All right. But all right. So, okay. All my right. players are uh, Carrick, Crawford, and Kulikov. So I got a bunch of hard hard C kind of squad, except for Kulikov obviously starts with a K. Uh, and you know what? Kulikov is so special. Uh, because he has the K, he doesn't have a number yet. So uh, he's the Russian boy. Cheapest guy, first round pick. Also, Crawford's a goalie. I don't like picking goalies. I just had Carrick. So, is your player Dmitry Kulikov? Yes, my player is Dmitry Kulikov. Oh my god! Wow. You know, you <laughs> a know, clutch guess. Yeah. When, when Kulikov came up, I was really happy because I didn't think you were gonna guess him because he doesn't have a number. I thought you were gonna be like, "Well, what are the odds the guy without a number is the one that comes up?" And I thought you were gonna avoid him because of that, but I was wrong. You know, you know what really helped me? The fact that Carrick is on my list right now. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it with Connor. So shout out to Dmitry Kulikov. Also, uh, Dmitry Kulikov is special because he's the only one out of the three that isn't, uh, doesn't have the same letter start with both of his names. We have yeah. a couple of CCs. So uh, special boy here. Oh, oh yeah. Alliter alliterative names. Connor, Carrick, and Corey yeah. Crawford. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fun, fun alliterations. 
All right, so uh, ties all across the board for Christmas week. Uh, I guess everyone's a winner, and we've learned the true meaning of Christmas, uh, just like just one of like those that. Hallmark wow. movies. Uh, so Perfect. I feel like I've kind of regained some of my footing here. I had a nice one and three guess at the end to solidify that tie. And although it wasn't a, a victory for me, I feel confident that three weeks from now, when it will be 2021 and we'll have a new team, that I am going to return to my rightful winning ways. Yeah, not to say. New year, new guess who abilities. Of course. And, of course. Uh, but yes, I, I, do, I do believe I hold a series lead still. So uh, I'm still ahead of the pack. But, uh, you know, I could absolutely see me choking that lead away at any moment in time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we so. need to go back and, and re-listen to actually keep track of the score a little better because the numbers are t- pretty much lost in my oh, I, I'm pretty sure you're up by one game now, and now that was like our fourth tie, but I think think we need to go and uh, listen to them again to really clear it up and keep track more diligently. Okay, we will do. Uh, we'll come back in three weeks with an updated scoreboard. Uh, and uh, yeah, three-way tie. Good, love to see it. Three-way okay. tie. There are so, only two of us. Well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, a triple tie, uh, I should have said. Yeah. And uh, okay. All right. Anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, I don't know. We're under an hour. We, we could talk for a little longer if we want. Uh, I played Among Us for the first time a couple of nights ago. Uh, have you played Among Us yet? Yeah, I have. Okay, so uh, that, what, what was the deal there? Were you playing with people you knew, or was it just, I'm done with the game, I'm playing with a bunch of strangers? Uh, well, actually, I, I kind of know them. It's uh, my, my castmates in MWCA. Uh, if anyone who oh. doesn't know, I am in, a, in a, a virtual Phineas and Ferb unlicensed parody musical. I'm one of the ensemble members. And uh, on the Discord that we, that we talk on frequently, or at least have been for the past week or so, a couple of them were playing Among Us, and they said anyone can come join so i was like fine i've been putting this off for too long so i, I downloaded the game and i told them I've, ne- I've never played before and i was kind of running around aimlessly for the first part trying to figure stuff out uh and then in the second game i was actually one of the imposters and i was fuck this is going to be a disaster right uh but it wasn't and i feel like oh. so um in a lot of th- these kinds of games specifically i guess among us when you're playing with people you know, typically there's like one person who takes charge and does most of the talking. And that person somehow was under the impression that I couldn't possibly be the imposter because I just kind because I was, uh, I was, I was, just, I'd never played before. And I just, and I lied. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I connected some wires. It was fun. And I've just been running around in circles. <laughs> and she believed me and it was, all right, there's no way he's the imposter. But I was. And so I won. And it was pretty, pretty great. And I've, I don't oh. think I'm ever going to play again. I think I'm just going to go out on a high note. Okay, well, quick learner. Uh, so you won your first game as imposter. That's yep. pretty impressive. Thank you. Uh, that's that's a, a nice quick lie on the spot, eh? I was connecting some wires. Lots of fun. Uh, it's some pretty good shit right there. Do imposters uh, like, rarely uh, win? Uh, I, you know, it's it's usually pretty split. Actually, I think the imposters, I think they do hold an advantage, but it really depends on the game settings. Uh, and but it's still, you know. It's because because I know what it's like to be imposter, uh, especially if you start playing a few games. Uh, it's like for me, my heart gets starts racing, you know, because like uh, you got you got to be lying and all that stuff, and uh, you yeah, got to be worried yeah, that yeah. someone's gonna walk in on you, right? So uh, I don't know. It, it, for me, when I'm imposter, it's a whole new fucking game. Uh, I'm just I'm so fucking nervous. So uh, so I would say, for me, uh, it's a, I would say it's a pretty big accomplishment, and uh, so I Thank congratulate you. you on that. Uh, good stuff. 
Putting it yeah, all, all I knew was that yeah. all I knew was that I couldn't get anyone to see me, so I just ran around. And I also like I I didn't chase anyone because that's kind of suspicious. So if I saw someone, I ran away from them to Classic. until I until I just happened to run by one person who was by themselves, and I was like, well, this seems like the perfect time, and it worked. So maybe I'm just I'm naturally gifted. You know what it reminds me of? Werewolf. Remember Werewolf? Whoop. Used to play with yes. the band. Uh, mm-hmm. Werewolf I think was more fun because well, besides the fact that it was in person. Uh, it was more complicated and there were intricacies and there were a bunch of roles like the, 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 the witch and the wizard and all these other things that, that, that aren't in Among Us. But it feels like it's the same spirit with like, oh, I think you're the werewolf. And you have to be like, no, I was just uh, closing my eyes or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think I think that's what's so that's part of the appeal of Among Us. And it's really exploded during quarantine. Right. So uh, I yeah. think it's. It, it's a game where, right, it's, especially if you're playing on a voice call, uh, it's there's like, you know, a lot of socialization, uh, even if it's at a distance. So, you know, it's fun. You're all yelling at each other. Everyone gets lively, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Except me. I, I think, I think that's why it's a problem, time. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the strategy. You, know, you, just, you just don't talk. Uh, and uh, I, I think in general that's a pretty bad strategy to not yeah. talk. I think in general, people would be like, let's vote out the, the one who isn't talking at all. Normally, I feel like that's what would happen. But I didn't know what to say, so I was I was just quiet. And it, it worked. Hey, it maybe, worked. It's common, maybe it's the common. Maybe it's a bit of a getter's luck, you know? You combine the fact that you're a noob, so they don't expect much of you, right? Yeah. And then uh, you, you get some silence in there. You got a nice formula for a dub. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you say it's your last game of Among Us, it's a pretty, way, pretty good way to go out. You guys only play two games? Uh, they kept playing after I, I went to bed right after I, I left, but I think they oh, went, okay. kept going a little for a little longer, but, uh, and they had been playing before I showed up as well. So I popped in for two games and then left. Uh, but it was fun. Anyway, uh, follow MWCA.musical on TikTok. Uh, cause you know, there's going to be, that that's going to be around the middle of March, I think, uh, streamed on YouTube, uh, performance. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Andrew Grabowski was the, the writer. You can actually find the original performance of it on YouTube. Uh, plugging, plugging that project now that I'm, I'm, uh, a part of and the ensemble. So that'll be fun. Anyway, do you have anything else to say? Do you have anything else to say while we're uh, a little bit past an hour? No, not really. You know, this whole holiday season has kind of snuck up on me. It's crazy to me. That's the 20th already of December. Uh, and yeah, the new year's around the corner. How exciting is that? I guess we'll talk about that more next week when it's really the last week of December, last week of 2020. But uh, yeah, kind of wild. We love our uh, a, we love our new calendar changes. Yeah. Are we going to do a Habs year in review or something? First, they because they I don't know they they uh, got Marco Scandella on like January 2nd. We could start with that. And they made some other trades and then didn't play for four months. And I don't know. All right, we could we could do also a preview uh, for the next year. I don't know. Anyways, there's lots of ideas. Uh, hopefully the, the World Juniors will have started content. by then. Yeah? They're, they're scheduled yeah. to start by then, but uh, you never right. know. Of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, either way, we'll be back at it next week. Uh, I think it'll be the 27th. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week. Thank you very much for listening, as always, if you've made it past the hour mark with us. And follow us on Twitter. Our links, our handles are in the description. I forgot this podcast. to add this last week, but I'll yep. put it in this week. Okay. All right. Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Happy fucking holidays, people. Bye-bye.